Welcome to Cocktails and Capital, the working on your business podcast that feels more like grabbing a drink with your best friend. I'm your host, Sarah Tatum, that best friend. I'm the owner of Tatum Accounting, where we invite our clients to take a vacation from their bookkeeping. In this podcast, I'm going to give it to you straight. Talking points and vague tips, we don't do that here. There's a bunch of noise out there in the entrepreneur community, especially when it relates to finances. And when you're trying to run your business, you just don't have time for that. And I know that you would rather be doing literally anything other than recording expenses and logging into your accounting software. So I'm bringing you practical advice without any of the fluff, just like your best friend would. So turn the volume up, grab your gin and tonic, and let's dive into this week's theme. Are you ready to take a vacation from your bookkeeping, but your business is not quite there yet? At Tatum Accounting, we have plans that scale with your business, making them affordable at every stage. For the business owner who needs help with their accounting, but maybe is not ready to completely outsource their books, check out our new Office Hours package. With Office Hours, you get access to our private Facebook group filled with educational resources, webinars, and tools to make managing your books so much easier. The best part? Private, weekly, one-on-one support. Jump on weekly calls with an accountant to discuss anything and everything. Pricing, expenses, QuickBooks. We're here to get your questions answered. For just $150 a month, sign up for our office hours by visiting tatumaccounting.com forward slash office dash hours. Or visit our show notes for the link. Now, let's get back to the episode. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 18 of Cocktails and Capital. Thank you so much for joining me today. I came up with this episode because I was talking to another group of small business owners a couple weeks ago. And the question that came up was, I don't understand why accounting is so expensive, so important if it's just to get me through tax time. Why do I need ongoing accounting I look at my bank statements, I see how much cash I have in the bank, and then at the end of the year, I give my CPA or my enrolled agent or my tax preparer my books, and we're good to go. No one else ever sees them. And that's a totally valid question, um, except for the fact that there is so much that can be improved in your business by looking at your financial statements on a regular basis. And we've talked about this in the past, um, especially with cash flow predictions, uh, the ability to increase your products and service lines based on your revenue stream, um, how cutting expenses would make you more profitable. We've had all of those episodes before. We've talked about that in great length and detail. So the other point that we have not talked about yet, though, is that great accounting can really benefit your client relationships or your customer relationships. And that seems kind of like a stretch. You're probably sitting there like, Sarah, what are you talking about? My clients are never going to look at my financial statements. Like, why would I give them all that information about me? And you don't have to. That's not what we're getting at here. What we're getting at is the benefits that you can gain from reviewing your financial statements and having an advisor or an accountant with you, um, working with you, who can analyze the trends in your statements and give you better insight into how you can improve those client relationships based off of those numbers. So that's what we're going to talk about today, because I know it seems like like a far out way of thinking, and you're just 
going to have to bear with me while we walk through this. And I'm sure by the end of it, we're all going to be on the same page and we're going to look at our financial statements and see how we can improve our relationships with our clients or improve our services for our clients. So how is accounting going to benefit our client relationships? Accounting and reviewing your financial statements is all about clarity in your numbers, right? So when we're looking at our financial statements in relation to our clients, we're looking at which clients are the most profitable for us, which ones are the least profitable for us, which products are the most profitable, and again, which are the least profitable. How much are you spending on the client experience? And are you spending different amounts of money on different tiers of clients? All of those things factor into the relationship you're having with your clients because the more money you have on hand, the more you might budget for your client experience. If you notice that you're spending so much time on one client and that client is actually your least profitable client, it might be time to increase the price on their service. So all of that is really geared toward making sure that you're the most financially healthy while you're working with your clients. Because again, and I've said it before, why are we going to do this to work in our business if we're not making money and if we're not happy with the money that we're making, if we're not profitable? Running a business is so hard in itself that if we're just sitting here dreading when those emails come in from our clients because we know we're not making enough money for the work we're doing for them or they've allocated too much of your time. Well, they haven't allocated the time. You've allocated the time. If you've allocated too much time to that client in relation to the amount of money that you're actually getting from them, then there's no way that you're going to be fulfilled when you're doing that work. So all of this information gets garnered off of those financial statements, and that's the way that accounting relates to your client relationships. So one way in that whole list of reasons that I just mentioned uh, is to use your accounting to do some job costing. Now, job costing is just as it sounds when you take all of your jobs or your projects, your clients, and you track all the income you're receiving for those specific clients to each client. So client A, we're getting this much money, we attach that in QuickBooks to client A. Client B, we get this much money, we attach it in QuickBooks to client B, and so on and so on. With job costing, though, you also take the expenses that each individual client takes up whether it's directly for those for that client, say you have one subscription just for that client to do the work that you need to do for them. Or it could be something like a subscription that you have for all of your clients. So say that you use a um, IT software in your business to make sure that all your clients' information is protected. You're going to take that IT software and say it's $200 a month and you have 10 clients, you are going to allocate $20 of that IT software expense to each client in your list. So each client is reducing your profitability by $20. And you do that with all of your expenses that relate to your clients. 
So a lot of that involves overhead tracking, making sure that you're tracking your rent, your utilities, um, any uh, media expenses, all of that gets grouped into an overhead account and overhead gets split between your clients. What this allows you to do is get down into the very, very granular parts of your profitability. So you're not just looking at the revenue the client is bringing in, but you're looking at your overhead expenses in relation to that client. You're looking at direct expenses in relation to that client. And the you can go even further. And if you're tracking your time, track your uh, hours against all of your clients, including the time you spend on your business, and then assign your worth, your dollar amount to those hours. Now, you may not have your hourly rate set because you're not billing hourly or you're not working hourly, but in order to get accurate numbers, to get accurate job costing done, you have to think about how much your time is worth on the work that you're doing for these clients. And when you're looking at that, it is not just how much you're doing client-wise, but again, business-wise. How much time are you spending on marketing? How much time are you spending on administrative work? How much time are you spending on networking? All of that has to factor into that hourly rate because any time spent on a client could be time spent on your business and finding more clients and bringing in new business, bringing in new services for your clients, elevating that client experience. So that hourly rate has to be all encompassing of this business. Now, all of that gets factored into your job costing. You take your client's revenue minus all of those job costs and expenses, and that is your profit for each client. Now, when you look at that, are you billing them in proportion to the amount of profit that you're actually receiving? Are you happy with that profit number? Are you happy with the work you're providing that client for that profit number? Those are the questions that we can ask ourselves when we're looking at our accounting and trying to figure out how to elevate these client relationships. Because if you're not happy with the client, I know that the client feels it on their end. So that's really something to keep in mind too. Another way that we use our accounting to view how we're relating to our clients or increasing our client relationships is through our marketing expenses. Now, to use myself as an example, I have a podcast, obviously. Um, we produce ebooks quarterly. Um, we have blog articles twice a month. We have social media going out on different platforms all the time. We at Tatum Accounting have a good size marketing budget. What we have to do with that marketing budget and those marketing expenses is analyze how it is providing us with new clients. So this is kind of a key performance indicator. This is a metric that we can use to evaluate how, how well marketing is doing. Um, is marketing bringing us in those clients that we're looking for? Is marketing bringing us in clients that maybe we didn't think that we would want to work with um, or industries we didn't think that we were wanting to work with or qualified to work with? And what it's also enabled us to do because we outsource our marketing is free up so much time on that marketing. So my marketing time a year ago compared to my marketing time today 
is at least a fifth of what it was before. And so when you're trying to figure out how you're going to spend your time for the week, you I have so much more time to actually spend on my clients or spend on increasing the services that I can offer to my clients. And it's because I have freed up so much time. Um, when you look at your marketing expenses as well, you can look at the apps that you're using within your marketing. Um, and what I mean by that is your email newsletter app, um, your scheduling app for new clients, your lead process for new clients. All of that can really flow into your marketing. And it it's the first touch point that your prospects have with you, right? Is your lead form, is your scheduling, um, your website, all of those things. Your marketing is unfortunately, always going to be one of the biggest line items on your budget and one of the biggest line items on your income statement. Marketing requires so much time and so much money. And depending on your industry, depending on your business, your goals, it's probably going to be more than you think. And so you have to analyze how much you're spending and if it is actually bringing in the clientele or the business that you're hoping it would and that all your investment should be. So marketing is again, one of those things that we can really look at to build on that client relationship. When you're spending too much and you're not getting what you want out of it, you can either redirect those marketing dollars or you can cut back on your marketing, take some time, create a new marketing strategy and go out and do it it that way. Might be less money, might be more money. Marketing is one of those line items that really requires a lot of analysis and constant analysis. Otherwise you can, you can go crazy on marketing, um, especially when it relates to your new client experience or your ongoing client experience, uh, which is the last point that I want to talk about here. So if we relate back to the point of how much profit is each client bringing us, are we spending too much per client? Are we not delivering enough value? Is the client not paying us enough for our value? Those factors have to go into the gift giving of your client or the continued relationship that you have with your client. Uh, what I mean by that is if the clients are generating you, a certain group of client is generating you this much revenue, a certain group of client is generating you this much revenue, and a certain group is generating you this much revenue. And it, before I get too ahead of myself here, it's not all based on revenue. You can have different metrics within your, your firm. If it's referrals, uh, if you're valuing, part of your value on your clients is how many referrals they're giving you. Um, if it's just genuinely how much you enjoy working with them, that's totally fine too. But one group where you look at this is revenue-based sectors of your clients. We can call these groups A, B, and C. If group A is giving you $5,000 a month in profit, which would be great. <laughs> I would, well, don't we all want that? If group A is giving you 5,000 a month in profit, group B is giving you 2,500 a month in profit, and group C is giving you 1,000 in profit. You are going to place higher value on group A compared to group C, right? When you go to do your Christmas gifts for the year for your clients, you're obviously going to want to give group A a better Christmas gift so that they stick around and keep paying you that much money per month. 
rather than group C, you might get them something smaller. You're still going to get them something great. It's just going to be something smaller, something probably not as expensive. Because when you job cost all this, the expenses you give to group A for their Christmas gifts, you're still going to have profit left over. Expenses you give for group C, you'll have profit left over, but not if you spend the same amount you did on group A. You might spend so much more that you're really cutting into your profit over here on group C. When we talk about these client gifts, they do not have to be physical gifts. It can be something like driving to the client's business and having a physical touch point with that client once a month. Now that might be something you do for group A and group C, you go visit them quarterly and go pop into their business and say hello uh, and make that connection face to face with them and just check in and see how they're doing. So these are these service-based touch points um, that really make the difference in the relationship with your client. You're not going to know which client is your most profitable though, who gets these Christmas gifts, who gets allocated these gifts, who gets these new client gifts based on the service that you're providing. Um, unless you do this job costing, unless you figure out exactly how much you're spending per client and you look at these other metrics, these other KPIs to really determine how valuable these clients are to you. You can go about it with just straight revenue. If your package is priced for group A at 8,000, group B is 6,000 and group C is 4,000. But the problem there is you could be spending so much more in expenses on group A clientele because you need more in order to deliver their uh, value, that $8,000 value that they want out of your services. You need more apps, more time, more software, more fuel to go visit them monthly. Um, whereas group C, you might not need as much time or as many apps or as many expensive apps or as much fuel costs because you're not visiting them, but once a quarter. So group A could end up being less profitable for you if you're still doing the same client experience that you're doing for group C. What I'm saying here is not, um, you know, completely forgetting about group C because they're not as profitable. You still have to deliver some client experience for all of your clients, visit with them, have a Zoom call, touch base with them, check in. People want to be checked in on. They want to feel that you're giving them value by checking in on them. What I'm saying, though, is to figure out the level of profit between each of your client groups or each client and determine how you're going to build that relationship with them based on each client so that you can retain the maximum amount of profit for each client. So all of that to say that accounting is really beneficial to your client relationships. And I hope that this episode has given you guys some things to think about. If you have any questions about how we do this for our client group, um, please feel free to reach out. I would be happy to talk about our process and maybe help you build a process yourself. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please take a screenshot of it and tag me on Instagram or Facebook. Um, I would really love to see your uh, feedback on the episode and if this helped you at all. If you guys have any questions, please feel free to email us 
or send me a message on Instagram. Everything is going to be linked in the show notes down below for you. I hope you guys have a really great rest of your week and I will see you here next Wednesday. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe and follow Tatum Accounting on Instagram. You can also do us a huge favor by leaving a review. It's the best way to support us. Let's catch up next week, same time, same place.